Bruins media is essentially Smeagol and Milan Lucic is the ring. They just, it's, it's terrible. It's brought no good upon them. And they just want it back so badly. Hello, boys, girls, men, women, and assorted. Uh, this is the Optional Skate, where each and every week on a variety of podcasting services around the globe, we bring you the Boston Bruins news that you need to know, and even quite a bit of Boston Bruins news that you do not need to know. And you might get a little glimpse into our personal life, too, while you're at it. Um, no matter where you get the show, uh, uh, we always appreciate your support and would love it if you gave us a positive rating on whatever platform you listen to us on. Uh, if you don't want to support us and don't enjoy us, uh, don't, don't rate us at all. We'd appreciate that. But feel free to send us a message. We, we do love the hate mail. Uh, I am joined by uh, just a single member of the Days of Your Family today, John Fusil. Hello. Hello. So we, we've been doing this 60 plus episodes now. And it's obviously not video recorder, but every time I make faces when you introduce me as if people can see me, <laughs> I will never learn. Yeah, so what we do is um, we bring up a video chat uh, so we can just kind of see each other um, and, and see when somebody is about to speak so we don't talk over each other too much. Um, and I do the same thing all the time. I always react to what people are saying. If like you say something that I agree with, I like point at the camera and start nodding. Uh, and yeah, uh, there are times where, uh, there are some visual gags that you guys aren't privy to. Um, <laughs> you know, sometimes people's kids or pets will start running back and forth around the, uh, the room. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a good time. It's a little party. Um, so we're trying to get this going fairly regularly in the off season. Uh, we took a break for a few weeks. Uh, we recorded two weeks ago. Uh, and unless there's some, like, big news, uh, we're probably just going to do this bi-weekly until the regular season starts. Because um, otherwise, we're just going to sit here and talk about nothing, which is kind of what we do anyways. But it'd be more nothing than usual. And uh, you guys don't want to listen to that. Um, but we got free agency to talk about. All the big moves that have been made uh, that the Bruins didn't make. Uh, so, do do we want to start with the, the, the big elephant in the room? Oh, let's do it. Or should I say the big maple leaf in the room? <laughs> old, old Johnny T. Johnny T. Little Johnny Christmas. Uh, yeah, he went to um, Toronto. I'm sure if you're listening to this, you know that by now. Uh, Bruins seem to be really, like... I would have said that the Bruins were in his top three. The more and more it kind of, like came out that it didn't seem like he was going to the Islanders. It seemed like San Jose, uh, Toronto, and Boston um, were the um, the big ones. Maybe maybe Boston was a bit of a distant um, third. But, I mean, I'm not surprised that the Bruins didn't get him. I'm obviously disappointed. Uh, I'm more disappointed that he went to Toronto. Yeah, we'll never know, obviously, what went on behind the scenes, nor do we have the right to know, but... I think it became clear a while ago that he wasn't going to go back to the Islanders. They they, they have, you know, their their arena situation is tenuous. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have no goalie. Um, I know they just had some turnover. They have, I know they have a new coach, Barry Trotz. They have very overrated team builder, Louiel. But they've been playing John Tavares with fourth-line scrubs for years. The guy clearly wants to win. So, you know, I, what I, what I want to know is why I'm curious what happened behind the scenes. It's, to me, clearly Tavares wanted to go home, 
but there was a team out there that clearly made him think way harder than he wanted to about joining him. Yep. That was obviously, like you said, either the Bruins or San Jose. Just be, just be curious to know which of those teams made Tavares not just go right back to his hometown team, his dream team, and just yeah. held everything up for so long. I'd like to think it's the Bruins. He doesn't seem like a San Jose player to me, and I don't even know what that means. Maybe it's my East Coast bias. Um, but I, I I had a hard time, even though it seemed like the best fit for him, I had a hard time just seeing him in a, a San Jose jersey. And I, I think it's San Jose just because, and I know some of you West Coast people might get angry at me, but facts are facts. San Jose is a very good team. By all accounts, anybody who's commented on John Tavares that knows him says he's a very quiet guy, you know, very nice, but likes to, you know, likes to do his own thing. You can do that in San Jose. Mm. In Toronto or Boston, if you're walking around the street, you're, you're going to get bothered a lot. I mean, that's one of the reasons Nathan Horton left town. He was sick of going out to dinner with his wife, Ann Sagan, and being constantly <laughs> bothered. At least in San Jose, I bet you John Tavares could walk around there and barely get bothered. Yeah. So, so I, I kind of wonder if that was – because he knows he's going to be the main focus in Toronto, even with Austin Matthews, because they're going to play up the whole hometown boy angle. Hometown boy is going to bring a cup back to Toronto. Yeah. Um, get used to hearing about that if any of the Bruins Toronto games are on NBC, because that's all you're going to hear about is how – or anytime you watch a Toronto game on NBC, period, because they're just going to play up that – they're going to run that, that hometown boy angle into the ground like they do with every other, like, nothing storyline. Yeah, I'm really not looking forward to Pierre Maguire constantly pulling up, you know, Tavares' kindergarten school transcripts. Yeah. And like, oh, oh look, look at this drawing of a maple leaf he made when he was three. Yeah, we'll see highlight clips when he was in peewee hockey playing for the – Toronto, or I'm sure it wasn't even Toronto, it was whatever town he lived in, uh, you know, whatever's, uh, yeah, that's gonna, that's gonna be painful. What I like, and I think the fact, you know, not that this is what dictates everything, but Toronto fans like, Tavares just couldn't risk coming home, all, all the big names just want to play for their hometown team. Well, okay, say bye to Austin Matthews, because he's from Phoenix. Yeah. I hope that happens, I hope when he's a free agent... <laughs> He just signs with the Coyotes. Uh, he deserves better than that, but... He does, but it'd be funny. <laughs> it would be funny, because it's happening to Toronto. Another thing I don't really get is uh, the hate um, coming from Islanders fans on Tavares, saying, like, oh, he couldn't just, like, buckle down and try to win here. It's like, well, no, he couldn't, because you're never going to win the Stanley Cup anytime soon. And that's the thing. He's just one guy. I mean, he's incredibly talented, but... Let's say you put an absolute in his prime, you know, Sidney Crosby on the Islanders with that same roster. Mm-hmm. They're not winning a Stanley Cup. No. I mean, it's that team has been horribly mismanaged for so long. And if you are Tavares and you do want to win, I mean, I don't, I don't understand. Like, it's hard for me to be mad at a player for doing this because not only is Toronto a much more talented team, they're a young team. And if you're a hockey player, yeah, it's your dream to make your the NHL. It's your super dream to make it to win a Stanley Cup. But it's your ultimate dream to win a Stanley Cup in your hometown. And, yeah. w- and where he had that opportunity, it, it's incredibly hard to pass it up. I don't blame the guy at all. I hate that he's in the division. Right. That's my only, you know, as a hockey, as a Bruins fan, that's my biggest problem with it. I just right. don't want him in the division. Yeah, listen, if you were one of those people who had a problem with um, 
Tavares doing what he did. You know, think about when you were like 12 years old and y- you had like aspirations of playing hockey or, or whatever sport you're really into, whatever your main sport is, football, basketball. Didn't you always see yourself playing for the Bruins or the Celtics or the Patriots or, or whatever? Well, maybe not the Patriots back when we were kids because they were awful. But <laughs> like that, like you said, that's the dream. And, you know, you know what a player is? When he's talented and he just sticks it out in an awful team, you know what he is? He's Shane Doan. Exactly. Yeah. I, I've, I've never quite gotten that logic. Like, oh, oh, you know, you saw a bunch of the media folks say that. Like, oh, well, he had to run to Toronto to get help winning a cup. Everybody does. I mean, your, your Canadian hero, Wayne Gretzky, there had a, a, a full roster of Hall of Famers. <laughs> It's not like he dragged some scrub team to the Stanley Cup by himself in in Edmonton. I mean, I just I don't understand that logic. Yeah, I mean, I understand loyalty to a team to a degree. Like, you know, if they are like doing their best to make you feel welcome, the Islanders weren't doing that. The Islanders no. are a mess. So yeah, get out while the getting's good if you have the chance, man. I the, to the rest of you Islanders, if for whatever reason any New York Islanders listen to this podcast, get out of there. Yeah, if if you're an Islanders fan, you shouldn't be mad at Toronto uh, at Tavares. You should be mad at your own management for how shitty they've been, how they've just refused to get the guy any decent help for any length of time. So the Bruins have made some some moves in free agency. Um, so we're going to just go through these kind of one by one quick. There's not a whole lot of them, and there's really not a whole lot to say about most of them. Uh, but uh, we'll start with uh, John Moore. Um, so any any thoughts on, on John Moore at all? You know, I, I didn't watch a whole lot of uh, New Jersey Devils games. Surprise, surprise. Um, but from people I know that follow the Devils closely, you know, John Moore, he's not going to be, you know, some stud offensive defenseman but it sounds like he's a very steady reliable guy back there I think he can help you know I think he'll help out uh just from watching you know what tape I've been able to watch since they signed him he definitely seems like a better option than McQuaid which is to Mm -hmm. me is an upgrade right there um as long as you're better than Adam McQuaid and you're pushing McQuaid out of the lineup I'm for the move you know I'm not familiar enough with him to say I love or hate it, but I'm certainly willing to, you know, give give him a good number of games under his belt as a Bruin to see what he can offer. Yeah, yeah. I, I was gonna say the same thing about McQuaid. Um, just from what little I know, I would much rather have him um, than McQuaid uh, back there. Uh, and he's making he's making the same amount of money as McQuaid, um, and he's younger as far as I know. Yeah, uh, and better. Um, so yeah, I'm. I'm fine with it. Um, it's it's just a really like solid depth move. Um, I know. I think that was like the first thing that we heard about during free agency with John Moore, and I, it was before Tavares had officially signed. I think so. It's not really what people wanted to hear, <laughs> but I heard about it. And I was like, oh, all right, yeah, that's fine. The Bruins that's have fine. an announcement to make. <gasps> Tavares, John Moore. Uh... Uh, so, Will, on uh, the Days of Your Facebook, uh, asks, um, so with the signing of John Moore, uh, which D-man gets shipped out? So this, this isn't who I hope gets shipped out, but there's a lot of rumors that the Bruins are looking to send Tory Krug out of town mm-hmm. to get, you know, maybe upgrade, you know, on the wing 
or um, he's probably their best trade chip back there right now, other than McAvoy, who's obviously not going to get traded, nor should he. Yeah, no, 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 um, no, no. I think, you know, I think Krug will get shipped out, you know, because that seems to be there's a lot of a lot of smoke around that. I'm hoping it's McQuaid. McQuaid should get pushed out of the lineup for this. Yeah, um, I I feel like it's. If they do end up moving a defenseman, which they, they pretty much have to, um, yeah, I feel like Krug is the most logical choice because you're not going to get anything for Adam McQuaid. Krug no. has value. Like, you're going to get the best return for moving Tory Krug, and I think out of the defensemen we have that actually would give us a return, he's the most expendable. Yeah, and if you're looking for, like you said, a combination of value and who the Bruins would be willing to move, it, it's it's Krug. Yeah, you, you know you're not, you're you're not trading core guys like Pasternak, Marshawn, McAvoy, Bergeron. Yeah, um, and if and if it's not Krug that gets moved, then it's gonna be like a a lower tier defenseman for like a seventh round pick or something. Yeah. It's not gonna be anything. Um, so the, really the only defensive trade to get excited about, I would say is Tory Krug and I'm, I'm okay with, with moving Tory Krug. I mean, I, I, I like Tory Krug in, in the right situation. Um, obviously power play and, and all that, but he's, he got embarrassed at times, uh, especially in the playoffs against like Mitch Marner and players like that. Um, and like, I, I know like his, like, you know, defense game was never like going to be like shut down um and that he's you know power play specialist and all that but i don't know like i i see him as a liability sometimes um and i i think his points are if we get the right deal done replaceable yeah and with with krug too i i I do think in the current nhl that undersized guys are undervalued i think there's still too much of an old guard where people you know General manager's like, oh, that guy's too small. We're not going to draft him. But with that said, as valuable as these undersized guys can be, they also take a beating. Mm-hmm. So for me, looking at Crew, I agree with you. I don't want him shipped out. I think he, he, there's a lot he contributes to the team. But I, you have to wonder, is, 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 have we seen the best out of Crew? Last season was an absolute career year for that for him. Yeah. Do we trust that he can repeat this for another two or three years going forward? Or do the Bruins take the opportunity to sell high? No, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I'm sure we'll see that. I, I doubt he gets moved until the trade deadline, if at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's definitely their most, you know, their most valuable available piece. Yeah. Uh, so we might as well touch on um, Halak and Hudobin leaving at the same time. Um, Hudobin left fine. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. He wanted, what, $5 million a year or something yeah. like that? Yeah. No, I got no problem letting Kadobin go because, yeah, he, he was good for him. He will be good, I'm sure, in whatever team he goes back up. Has he signed anywhere yet? Dallas. Oh, he, oh that's right. He did sign Dallas. Oh, you know what? Good for him. Dallas, Dallas is a pretty good fit for him, uh, and he's going to get absolutely lit up because that D is crap. And, you know, I, I like Kadobin. I, I love his personality. He always seems like he's a great interview. Yep. You know, it seems like, you know, he, he helps lighten up the locker room. But I, Bruins fans, and we've discussed this a lot, I know. I'm, I'm beating 80 dead horses here. But I, I don't get Bruins fans' overall obsession with this guy. He's a good backup, yes. 
so far in the NHL, he's had two opportunities as a full-time starter and has bombed at both. Yep. He's, he's not better than Tuka Rask. He was never going to take the starting job. And I don't think the Bruins are really missing out much with him gone. No, they're not. And Halak, serviceable to good uh, backup. Um, yeah, I, I really like that signing. The, the, I mean, the money's not bad. No, it's not. And, you know, I, I know Halak's best years are behind him. But, you know, as, as poor as he looked the last couple seasons on the Islanders, the Islanders are terrible. And in a, in a backup role, I think he'll thrive there. I mean, he's, you know, Tuka Rask does tend to get injured occasionally. So I, I, and he, I think he's definitely a goalie where, you know, if Rask goes down for a week or two, it's not something we have to necessarily worry about. Like, oh, crap, here we go. We're going to lose a bunch of games. I mean, when, when Halleck's good, he's good. I mean, he, yeah. look, he's stolen playoff series before. I mean, I, I don't remember what year it was, but he, he was the only reason Montreal beat Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh just couldn't score on him. <laughs> I, I mean, so when I, I think that's a really strong depth move. Anybody thinking that Halleck is here to take over Rask's starting job, you are wrong. Oh, and that is a great segue into our uh, next reader question. Uh, Joseph from Facebook is asking uh, if that there's any chance that the Bruins will look to trade Rask um, for maybe a top six winger or top four D. No, there is no chance of that. I'm not saying they couldn't use one of those. They absolutely could. But you, you're not going regardless of your thoughts on Rask, and we've done a whole podcast dedicated to Rask. Um, you are not going to win a Stanley Cup with Halak as your starting goalie right now. You're not. So I hope they don't trade Rask uh, for that. No, and here's the thing. Like, I, I'm excited, like I said, that Halak's a backup. But to me, he is no longer a full-time starter. And especially at this point in his career. He, when R- Halak was in his prime and Rask was in his prime, Halak was still not better than Tuka Rask. And he's not better now. Mm-hmm. And if you trade to Garask and you have Halleck as your starter, there's still no one behind him. What if Halleck gets hurt? Yeah. I mean, we... the, the, there is no goaltending depth on this team. I mean, if you don't like Tuka Rask, that, that's fine. Not everybody's going to like every player. I'm sure there's some crazy son of a bitch out there that doesn't like Patrice Bergeron. I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm pretending that doesn't exist. But no matter how much you dislike Tuka Rask, he is absolutely the Bruins' best option. Yeah, yeah, he is, and I, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bring up <laughs> like playoffs and, and all that. I'm 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 not going to go into another Tuka Rask rant because I feel like we're good for one of those almost every podcast. Um, oh, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Long story short, uh, no. The Bruins are keeping Rask, uh, un- unless some like phenomenal goalie somehow falls into their lap for nothing. They're they're keeping Rask. He's not going anywhere. Let's stop with the crazy rumors. Uh, it's it's not happening. Uh, so I'm just gonna lump together the uh, next couple um, uh, free agent signings. Uh, we got um, Chris Wagner and Joachim Nordstrom. I don't know if I said that right. Yeah, I, I will admit right off the bat, I am not familiar at all with either of them. Yeah. Uh, Wagner, to me, is obviously based on what I've seen, a, a fourth-line signing. Mm-hmm. I know the Bruins lost a couple of, you know, bottom six guys this offseason. Um, 
you know, there's a couple Islanders fans I talked to that seem to like Wagner. Obviously, he's not going to be putting up 20 goals a season, but as a fourth line energy guy, seems like he'll be serviceable. Yeah, same. Um, it's it's short money. Um, it's a fourth line guy with upside. Uh, Walpole native, so he's a local boy. At first, like it was just kind of funny because when I saw the Halleck and Wagner signings, I was like, "Is Sweeney just trying to sign some Islanders guys to make uh, Tavares feel a little more comfortable?" <laughs> hey, we got your friends. Come on over. Yeah, it'll be an easier transition, buddy. Come on, we'll put you. We'll put your stall right next to Bergeron. You can, you can just gaze gaze into his eyes. And uh, I'm I'm totally pulling a Greg right now with uh, Nordstrom's first name here. Uh, Yokim Yakim. Joaquim. Uh, Joaquim. Yeah. Jokim, for all I know. Maybe it's Jokim. Um, yeah, I, I know nothing about this guy. I guess we're just bad fans, Piz. Yeah. Well, we, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm a bad fan because I never walked. Who do you play for? Carolina. <laughs> do you even know how to skate, bro? Kind of. I don't know how to stop. <laughs> do you even know what ice looks like? You're not a fan. Yeah, it's a thing that hangs from my house in the winter. <laughs> um, okay. So we got Tavares off to Toronto, uh, which obviously is a huge boost for them and, and bad news for the Bruins overall. Um, now we got Eric Carlson, who is apparently close to joining Tampa Bay, um, which, holy shit, like, we are just going to be sandwiched in between, like, Two, two teams that I do not want to deal with uh, if that ends up being the case. Um, so with that, for the sake of argument, we'll say Carlson joins Tampa. Uh, how involved should the Bruins be in, 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 in an arms race? Like, do they need to get, like, really active and aggressive with free agency now? I, I, I want to say no just because I don't know. I don't see anybody out there who's available that would be comparable to either one of those two. I mean, I, I feel like the Bruins, you know, are, are stuck in a sense. I know a lot of fans want to see Sweeney do something, but I don't also don't want to see them overreact and make trades just to say, okay, we, we, we need a big guns to compete in this division. I mean, yeah, Carlson going to Tampa Bay would be absolutely terrifying. I mean, I, I, I know there's a lot of chatter on Twitter, and I've done so myself in the past before I actually really watched the guy, about Carlson's lack of defensive skills. Um, is He's actually not that bad. And unlike Jonathan Taze, the guy is is an actual generational talent. Yep. Um, and you're putting him on a team with Stamkos, Point, Kucherov. Um, I, I believe it was Ty Anderson who made a good point today. I was read, uh If Carlson goes to the Lightning... At any given time, the Lightning would be able to have at least one of Hedman, McDonough, or Carlson on the ice. That sounds horrible oh. to go up against in a seven-game series. Now, yeah. I mean, like with that said, I mean, yeah, Toronto has Tavares, Tampa Bay might get Carlson. I mean, on, on paper, you look at that and say, how do the Bruins get by that? Who knows? But, I mean, on paper, Tampa Bay this season should have crushed the Capitals in the playoffs, and look how that went. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, I think the Bruins need to do something if they want to stay competitive, but 
I don't think they should do it at the price of drastically overpaying or just blowing up what they have. Right. Yeah, I don't want them to blow blow up what they got going on because they're they they got a good thing going right now. Um, you know, they're they're growing well. They need to they like you said they need to do something. They need to um I don't I don't see anybody in free agency right now that's going to help. If they're going to do something big, it's going to be through a trade. Um like who who are we going to get that's going to help? Like we need a defenseman. Are we going to get Brooks or picker Paul Martin? Yeah. Like that's not going to do anything. Um and we could use another right wing. And there's really nobody for right wings right now um who are free agents except um you know, we were talking about uh uh, before the podcast even started, um, uh, Jason Zucker from Minnesota is a restricted free agent, so there are all sorts of you know hurdles to jump there. But other than like somebody like him, like I don't see another free agent here that I, I think will help us on 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 right wing. Uh, you know, only- in, in any yeah. discussion I've seen is classic Bruins fans in the sense that like, well, why don't we go out and get this player or that player? We'll just give them our team's trash in a trade. That that's not how trading works. Yeah. Like, I, I I'm a huge, uh, I, like you said, I'm pulling a Greg and a butcher the guy's first name, but I'm a huge Artemi Pandarin fan in Columbus. I would love to see the Bruins trade for him. Um, is he as is he a, the same type of difference maker as Tavares or Carlson? No, but I mean he's a higher tier player. But what you have to give up to get him, does that necessarily pull the Bruins closer to Toronto or Tampa? You know, we have to see what they gave up. But I mean, yeah, like like you said, there's there's no free agents left that would really move the needle there. And you know, there's talks of guys like Wayne Simmons being available in trade. You know, Philadelphia keeps denying that. If you've listened to our podcast at all, we're huge Wayne Simmons guys. But Wayne Simmons isn't Tavares. He's not Carlson. I just don't know who they could get to really match up. I mean, and yeah, Toronto has Tavares. That defense is still sketchy. I mean, Tampa, it's hard to poke holes in. Right. I mean, the good news is that whoever we get, like, we really don't need them to be a Tavares. Like, Tavares, for us, would have been a luxury. It would have been great to have, and it definitely would have made us the favorite. But we didn't necessarily need him. Like, if we can get somebody to play with, like, Krejci on the second line, um, I know the third line right now, there's a lot of questioning on who would play there, like, you know, who, who, who was going to center that and all that. Um, but if we can get, you know, somebody on the second line with Krejci, move Bacchus down to the third line to play with, I don't know, for Bacchus Carlson or, or, uh, even, or whoever we end up putting there at center, um, you know, I think we'd be in good shape. Um, Brian, um, gets on the topic of trades, Brian on Facebook asked, uh, you know, if the Bruins might be in on Jeff Skinner, and if so, uh, what would they need to give up? Uh, if Jeff Skinner is up for grabs, I certainly hope that they'd be in on him, because, um, I mean, I'd, I'd take a second line of, like, DeBrusque, Krejci, and Skinner. Yeah, Skinner, he's a bit injury-prone, but he's very talented, and he's put up some good numbers on some not great Hurricanes teams. Yeah. Uh, 
Although, to trade for Jeff Skinner, if you're going to outbid another team, I would have to think Carolina's ask would include Jake DeBrusque. So, according to Pierre Lebrun, um, Skinner's a- Carolina's asking price for Skinner is a first-round pick and a prospect. Well, see, you know, I... I wouldn't mind giving up a first-round pick and a prospect for that, especially if it wasn't DeBrusque. Right. Um, you know, when people were said, you know, hypothetically, if you'd have to get rid of DeBrusque to get Tavares, and people were saying, no, I wouldn't do that, you're stupid. Yeah. But when it comes to Jeff Skinner, I think I'd be a little more hesitant to give up DeBrusque. Yeah, I don't know if I'd give up DeBrusque for, for Skinner. But for a first and a, and a different prospect, yeah, you know, I, I would love to see the Bruins get Jeff Skinner. I think he's very talented. He's very speedy, which is especially important given how fast Toronto is and how much speed has hurt, you know, hurt the Bruins in the past few seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I hope the Bruins are in on him if he is available. Well, who knows what Carolina is doing down there with their new owner, and apparently he wants to be way too involved. That always works out oh, really God. well. Yeah. Yeah, look how well that's working out for the Patriots right now. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. All right, um, and the the last uh, reader question we have right now, uh, we kind of already answered it. Um, Derek asked if there is uh, any other free agents that we should target. Uh, if it's not a depth move, then no. Yeah, it's just a wasteland if you look at who's still available. Now, not that these guys would be, you know, big difference makers, but I wouldn't mind the Bruins, you know, taking, say, a short-term look and a guy like Toby Enstrom, mm-hmm. uh, maybe Dan Hughes. They're both in their 30s, so that's not great. But if they could be had on short money, I think those are great depth moves there. Um, uh, other than that, I mean, it's just there's there's no one out there. It it is so bad when you actually look who's an unrestricted free agent right now. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's a wasteland, like you said. I- one of the best options right now, and I don't want him, but one of the best options right now is friggin' Patrick Maroon. Yeah. And we were talking about this before the podcast, but Joe Colborn. Uh, yeah. Yeah, in the in the famous Thomas Caberlet trade. Ooh, he, he's going to be, I mean, there's just, I mean, I think there's guys out there that could help in a third or fourth line role, but no one... I think is worth giving up a, you know, taking the spot of one of the younger guys the Bruins have right now. Um, one, one rumor. It's not necessarily a signing that is increasing steam. Thanks to, uh, Mimi Jerfy and Joe Haggerty is the Bruins trading for Milan Lucic. And I, I will, I will state right now, and I am not joking about this at all. If Don Sweeney trades for Milan Lucic, I don't care how much salary Edmonton retains. I will find a new team for the season. I will not root for the Bruins. Milan Lucic is a dinosaur. This league has passed him by. I know people are stuck on what they thought Milan Lucic was, but he would absolutely hurt this team. Everybody says, oh, sticking with David Krejci again. They didn't look that great at the end of their tenure together. And Milan Lucic was doing jack shit with Connor McDavid, who is arguably the current best player on the planet. Yeah. So I had one of those moments when you mentioned Milan Lucic that we talked about earlier in the podcast where you can't see what I'm doing, but I just had to put my face into my hands. 
Um, I, if Chiarelli was still the GM, I swear to God they would do it. They would they would freaking do it and bring him back. Um, I, I don't think uh, Sweeney will. I, I I don't see I don't see that happening. Uh, but it's getting way too much talk, and, and way too many people are happy about the idea. No, guys, no. He is, he is consistently dropping in points. Uh, and like you said, he's for all of Edmonton's faults, they have Connor McDavid. And if you're not getting points with Connor McDavid, you're not getting points on this team. Yeah, it. it he's a... He, yeah. I, I'm so angry at this rumor that I can't even talk. But he, he he's too slow in a game that's changing more towards skill and speed, first of all. And for everybody, he's like, oh, well, you know, they always throw out the card. Well, the Bruins would be tougher to play against in the playoffs. He'd add some toughness and grit. The NHL's moving away from fighting. Players aren't even afraid of Milan Lucic anymore. You saw players laughing at him last year. He would do absolutely nothing positive for this team and if he's too slow for the nhl now look how much term he has left on his deal it's going to get even uglier yeah he would his primarily primary role would be an antagonizer so his primary role on this team would be to be a brad marchand who doesn't score yeah so why, why do that when we already have marchand just knock it off people yeah, it's um, it's a different league now than when Luke. And look, I love Luke. I used to love Luke. Uh, you know, we're talking back like, you know, 2010, 2011. Uh, you know, even back in like 2008, like way, way, way back. Um, I loved him. Uh, I was a huge fan. I was one of those people who was like, ah, he's a new, he's a new Cam Neely with this team, and you know, he's gonna, you know, be that guy. And and, and part of me like wishes that hockey was still a little bit like that because I enjoy the physicality. Um, but it, it's just part of the ebb and flows of sports. The team is mo- the, the, the game is moving away from that like hard hitting like gritty style and now it's more about speed and finesse. And the teams that don't adjust to that are going to not be successful. And bringing in Milan Lucic is a recipe for not being successful in this league. It just I I don't understand the remaining fascination with this guy, but hey, if you if you want to bring back Milan Lucic to the Bruins, just don't complain when John Tavares and Eric Carlson are completely abusing him when he's on the ice next season. Because <laughs> that will happen. This is how terrible summertime is when you're like us and don't like baseball. There was just nothing going on, so everybody's talking about getting Milan Lucic back. Yeah, it, they just cling to whatever news that they have yeah. and just hold on to it for all they can. It, it's like you need to take these awful rumors and store them up like Camel stores water in his hump just to get through the dry spell that is like June, July, August, in September if you're not into football. Bruins media is essentially Smeagol and Milan Lucic is the ring. They just, it's, it's terrible, it's brought no good upon them, and they just want it back so badly. Keep it secret, keep it safe. And here, here's, here's something else I'll, 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 dro- I'll drop on the people. The big bad Bruins are dead. They're dead and buried, and they're not coming back. It's not the league anymore. I understand it's frustrating for a lot of you, 
but you need to accept it and move on, okay? That's a bygone era, all right? Come into the new century. Enjoy all the skill right now, okay? There's a lot of fun players in this league. There's more to hockey than just punching each other in the face. Maybe try to enjoy it. I don't know. I'm not your dad. And yeah, I mean, once the world ends up becoming a dystopian wasteland in like, I don't know, 10 years from the rate it seems like we're going, you know, hockey will probably be played in Coliseum by giant mutated brutes and, you know, we'll have all the all the grit and heart back in the game. But for right now, nope, just in, in, enjoy the way that the game is now. And Milan Lucic won't be mutated, but you still won't be able to tell the difference in looks. <laughs> As much as nobody on this podcast wants Luke Keek back on this team, John especially doesn't want Luke Keek back. Aside from aside from more Luke Keek backing, because I feel like we'd go on that all night. Anything else you want to talk about today? I, I just want hockey back so bad. I hate the summer. I miss it already. Although I, I will say, even though I'm not a Capitals fan, I'm thoroughly enjoying their celebrations. Oh, Ovechkin you, has been hilarious. The summer of Ovi? Oh, So there's a fun video today where he actually gave it back. I was shocked. I thought he was going to disappear with that thing, and we were never going to see him or the cup again. I thought they were going to have to commission a new one. In, like, a hundred years, like, archaeologists find the remains of Ovechkin and, like, the rusted cup, like, and his skeleton just clinging to it. It, it, It'll be the new Stonehenge. Scientists will be like, where did this come from? What is it, and why did this man love it so much? Uh yeah, it's. I don't like Ovechkin, but I I enjoy how much he's loving life right now. I, I you know not to get Capitals fans nervous, but I wouldn't be surprised if he was just like, you know what, I'm done. I won my cup. I'm getting the hell out of here. <laughs> Peace out, NHL. Have fun. Well, anyways, that's been the optional skate. Uh, sorry, there's not a whole lot of content, but hey, there's not not a whole lot of content right now. We can't really uh, control that, but we wanted to get something out there for you, the listeners, because we uh, we enjoy you, uh, we enjoy your support. Um, we'll see you again in probably two weeks. Uh, if something big happens, we'll try to uh, do a uh, quick recording. Um, but yeah, he's been John. I've been Rob. You've been wonderful for listening, and we'll see you next time.